Today, my brothers and sisters, I'd like to speak on the topic of immigrants and refugees. This is an important issue, especially in light of the different conflicts that are taking place right now in the Middle East. The situation in the Middle East has set in motion a mass migration of various people groups. For example, in the past few years, almost three million Syrians have had to flee their homeland due to the civil war that is taking place there. It is said that Europe is now facing the largest number of refugees since the Second World War. Just in the past year, Germany has received more than a quarter of a million applications for asylum. And America, our own country, has not gone unaffected by this crisis. We are preparing to increase the number of refugees we take in yearly so that by 2017 we'll be ready to take in 100,000 people. But numbers are abstract. We are talking here about real people. Here's a story I just read recently about a Syrian woman named Zizit and her one-year-old daughter, Maya. After making a dangerous sea journey from Turkey to Greece, Zizit hired a smuggler to bring her and Maya into Sweden. To save the lives of their children, parents unfortunately often feel that they have no choice but to hire smugglers to help them escape the dangers of their home country. Well, for various logistical reasons, this particular smuggler separated uh, Maya from Zizit, her mother, and went through the airport security, posing as Maya's father. The plan was that Zizit would go through security separately and later board the same plane that Maya and the smuggler had gotten on. But things didn't go as planned. The smuggler and Maya made it through security and onto the plane, but Zizit got caught and detained. Baby in the hands of a smuggler flying off into the horizon, mom left behind with no baby. I don't have to describe to the mothers here present how Zizit was feeling at this point. Luckily, the smuggler did not do anything bad to Maya. Hours later, Zizit received a call from him. He and Maya were in Italy. Zizit, fortunately, had a friend in Germany, Hasna, another Syrian refugee. So it was arranged that the smuggler would travel to Germany and drop Maya off with Hasna. Well, after weeks of struggles and more fears and dangers, Zizit finally was able to make it to Germany. She found asylum there and was soon reunited uh, with her baby. It seems to me that today's readings are relevant to this topic. We hear in our first reading from Jeremiah, I will gather them from the ends of the world, with the blind and the lame in their midst, the mothers and those with children. They shall return as an immense throng. Here we see the ancient Israelites in exile, looking for a home, and we see the Lord in his mercy taking pity on the weak and the helpless, the mothers and those with child. He gathers them from the ends of the world and he brings them home. And in our gospel we see this man Bartimaeus who in his helplessness cries out to Jesus to have pity on him. And the Lord answers his cry. 
This here is the experience of the immigrant and the refugee. And it, it is with mercy that the Lord responds to them. So what about us? What should our response be to the question of immigrants and refugees? Well, let's start with an important passage from the Catechism. Quote, Political authorities, for the sake of the common good for which they are responsible, may make the exercise of the right to immigrate subject to various conditions, especially with regard to the immigrants' duties toward their country of adoption. Immigrants are obliged to respect with gratitude the heritage of the country that receives them, to obey its laws, and to assist in carrying civic burdens. Unquote. So we see that it is ethically justifiable for any given host country to moderate and condition an immigrant's right to be received. Moreover, St. John Paul II, in his message for the 2001 World Day of Peace, acknowledged that, quote, in such a complex issue, there are no magic formulas, unquote. So this is a difficult issue, not only for the immigrant, but also for the host country, And we acknowledge this and don't want to minimize this. Nonetheless, John Paul continues, but still, some basic ethical principles can be identified. First of all, immigrants must always be treated with the respect due to the dignity of every human person. In the matter of controlling the influx of immigrants, the consideration which should rightly be given to the common good should not ignore this principle. In another magisterial document, John Paul has this to say. Man has the right to leave his native land in order to seek better conditions of life in another country. John Paul II continues, This generally constitutes a loss for the country which is left behind. In this case, it is the loss of a subject of work whose efforts of mind and body could contribute to the common good of his own country. But these efforts, this contribution, are instead offered to another society. Unquote. So I think we can see here two basic moral principles that favor an open attitude towards the reception of immigrants and refugees. First of all, there does exist a human right to immigrate to another country to improve one's condition in life. There really is no difference between myself and the immigrants other than the fact that I had the good fortune not being born in a country whose economy is being ruined by a dictator or by civil war. This basic inequality in fortune is not the fault of the immigrant. And so we go back to the golden rule, do unto your neighbor what you would have him do to you. If I was in the shoes of the immigrant or refugee, I too would want to be given a better chance a better life. Secondly, we should look at the immigrant not so much as a threat to our country, but as a gain. The immigrant and the refugee is another personal subject who can work and contribute to the common good. I find a parallel here between the immigrant question and the overpopulation debate. The overpopulation argument is that there are not enough resources to go around and that the world can't sustain its current and projected numbers of human beings. One more baby born is one more mouth to feed. 
it is said. But scarcity of resources is a result of human stupidity and sin. Intelligence and virtue, on the other hand, can create an abundance of resources. One more baby born is one more mouth to feed, but it's also one more mind to help solve problems, and one more pair of hands to work and make the world a better place. Human beings are the greatest wealth a country can have. And this is what needs to be kept in mind first and foremost when thinking about the question of immigrants and refugees. We need to have open hearts that are willing to take risks because they believe in the wealth of the human person, who is not so much a foreigner as a neighbor who needs to be received with love and mercy. Let's go back to Zazit and Maya. What I didn't mention in the telling of her story is that Zazit happens to be a doctor. She was fleeing Syria because an Islamic militant group had demanded her medical skills be put to work for them. When she refused, they tried to kill her, and two attempts had been made on her life before she decided to flee. So Germany, in generously receiving Zazit and her daughter, has also gained another medical professional. But at a more fundamental level, Germany's generous mercy has been rewarded with the wealth of another human person. And that is a lesson for us all.